Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, this is Stephen McKee and today I want to speak about the remnant. I want to talk about the characteristics of the remnant because God is raising up maybe even a remnant of the remnant in these days. People who know the narrow path, people who know the crucified life, people who are willing to pay the price. <clears throat> because I see in these days lots of People who are maybe hungry for God and who have went after the even the mystical realm um, experiences and, and, and that's all amazing. But I also see people who are going beyond the narrow path. And one of the characteristics of the remnant will be that people fear the Lord again. Revelation 14 verse 67 says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach. Unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of waters. One of the characteristics of the remnant will be the fear of the Lord, and one of the greatest aspects of the fear of the Lord is to hate all evil. And to hate all evil, really, is to hate anything that's not of the truth. Because lies, evil, all come from departing from the truth. Christ himself is the way, the truth and the life. And there's something happening in our day that's trying to depart from the fear of the Lord. That's trying to depart from the spirit of truth which brings the fear of the Lord. Because as you enter in deeper into the Holy of Holies, you've got to go through the way, the truth, and the life. You do not get to the life, resurrection, power, the power of the age to come, that realm of the glory, that realm of manifestation of the sons of God. You don't get there without going through truth. And I see so many people departing from truth. For example, people saying things like, you don't need the Bible anymore. If you want to be a mature son, you don't need the Bible. You don't need to be baptised anymore. You don't need communion anymore. Um, some people are saying the God of the Old Testament is a different God of the New Testament. Some people are saying demons can get saved, Satan can get saved. This is departing from the truth, my friends. This is departing from the fear of the Lord. I, I am... I have a, a a real fear of the Lord when it comes to God's word. And that's another thing we're doing. We're throwing away God's word. We're changing it. I, I, I always say I understand that the translations are not always exactly correct and we need to go deeper. We need to dig deeper into the original meaning and get a real understanding. But I tell you, the word we've got was good enough for the Celtic saints. It was good enough for St. Columba. It was good enough for St. Patrick. It was good enough for the, the early revivalists like Smith Wigglesworth and Maria Woodworth Etter and Charles Finney. They turned the world upside down. They had nations on fire. They walked into factories and the whole factory was shut down because of the fear of God. They carried that gospel that I just read about where the angel of the Lord said, and this is New Testament. It says one of the messages, which, well not one of the messages, the message, which we have to carry to every kindred, tongue and people. We have to say to them with a loud voice, fear God. Now this is missing because we are departing a lot of the times away from the narrow path, from truth. And I believe right in the midst of all of it, God is raising up a remnant. A remnant who won't close their mind to the new things that God's doing, absolutely. A remnant who understand that God is bigger 
greater than we've ever seen or imagined. A remnant who do understand that God can encounter you, you can encounter God, and it may not be something that's written in the Bible, but I tell you, this remnant does know God will never contradict his word. He'll never come along and say, well, see that scripture where Satan gets thrown into the lake of fire forever and ever? Actually, that's not really going to happen. Satan's going to get saved in the end. That's not an encounter from heaven. That There's no fear of the Lord in that. We need to be really carrying and walking in the fear of God again. This remnant will walk in the fear of God. Absolutely open to encounters from heaven. We need encounters from heaven. We need to encounter the heavenly realm. We need to encounter Christ. We need to go deeper in him. We need to know the Father in a greater way than with any other generation has ever known. But we mustn't depart from the narrow path. I see it too much. It bothers me. It scares me. Because... There's many people who are going to, and this, and this is why you can't even quote scripture anymore because people think you're being religious. Like if I say, but we prophesied in your name, we cast out demons in your name, and Christ says, but I never knew you, depart from me. People think, oh, that's, that's not the gospel, the gospel of grace, the gospel of love, God wouldn't do that. Well, why did Jesus say that? He was talking about a future time. This was Christ himself speaking. Why did he say, if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out? Because there's a narrow path. There's a narrow path. There's a crucified life. There's a place where we need to walk in holiness. To walk in everything we're learning right now. And I, I really want to um, make this so poignant, clear. I want to really challenge because there is a narrow path that we cannot depart from just because the Lord is releasing new things does not mean we depart from the narrow path. It says you must die to self. You must yield. You must surrender. That was the secret of all the saints of old. Catherine Kuhlman said, I'll take you to the place where Catherine died. Like St. Cuthbert. I was in uh, Linda's farm in northern England a few months ago or something. These people lived a narrow path. They lived in the fear of God. They preached a simple gospel maybe, but they walked in the power of God like we don't. And he would stand in the, in the sea the whole a whole evening, a whole night, during the cold, just so that he could pray. And the thing that's creeping in as well is we're saying, oh, you don't need to pray like that. I've heard it. I've heard it all. You don't need to pray like that because God loves you as you are. What a stupid statement. Of course God loves you. This is not about God's love. This is about intimacy. This is about if you spend time with your wife or your husband. You don't say, well, we don't need to spend time together because you love me and I love you. How stupid is that? You have to spend time with each other because you love each other. Prayer is not religious. It's not a religious ceremony. It's not a religious activity. It is a pure delight. It's glorious. It's the place where we find the Lord, where we become one in union with him. But it's also the place where we find the power of God, where he endues us with power, where we enter that realm of the glory. Then you walk out down from the mountain and the power of God begins to emanate from your being, where Christ himself begins to emanate from your being, where your shadow begins to heal. But I tell you, that's not going to happen if we wander away from the narrow path. There's a remnant of the remnant. And the remnant must walk in the fear of the Lord. Let's see, what's the next thing? Holiness. We will live in the realm of holiness. This remnant 
must be holy. I've told the story a hundred times, maybe even more, of my friend Grant Mahoney, who had an encounter with holiness. And he was shown that that realm of holiness was last on the earth when the Celtic saints walked this earth. If you don't know who the Celtic saints are, just research it. People like um, St. Columba, St. Cuthbert, St. Patrick, all these people walked in a, a level of power that has probably never been seen before or since. A realm of the glory. They walked it. They didn't even pursue the supernatural in a sense. They pursued the Lord. They pursued God. They pursued holiness. They pursued the crucified life. They wanted to live in deserts and caves to get away from the world and people. They were not trying to have a platform. They did not try to have a platform to, to promote themselves. They tried to get away. They were in a hidden place. They were in a place of hiddenness, a narrow path, the secret of the stairs. They lived dead lives. It is not a difficult thing in a sense to understand how they walked in the power. It's just that we don't do it. And we are being seduced in our day. We're being seduced away by people that we love because it's a lot of the people who are speaking these things, preaching these things are good people. <clears throat> but I'm telling you there has to be a cost and we have to sometimes separate ourselves because these it's doctrines of demons, my friends. It's, that's all it is. If I'm really honest, it's doctrines of demons. And we're never going to be able to walk in the power that you're looking for, that you're born for, if we don't keep to the narrow path. So that we need the fear of the Lord. We need holiness. We need Christ to be formed in us. That is just a journey in intimacy, going beyond the veil, spending time with God until we are changed. And then we'll function beyond the gifts. It won't be the gifts, it'll be the power of the Spirit. It'll be your shadow healing. It will just be you walking into a room and people get healed. Everybody gets healed. Imagine walking like Smith Wigglesworth. <clears throat> Walking through a train and people start weeping. Or Charles Finney riding through a, a, a village on his horse and a hundred people fall to the ground and cry out to God for mercy. Not a word spoken. That is not a gift. That's beyond the gift. That's the presence of Christ himself. And we will walk in the perfect to come. We will enter into that place beyond the sacred veil. We won't preach about Christ. We will manifest Christ. We won't need to preach to try and convince people to follow out, sorry, to follow our doctrine of salvation where we get people to say a prayer. People will hunt us down and cry out, what do I need to do to be saved? This remnant will walk in such power because they walk a narrow path, because they've not been deceived by the doctrines of demons that's prevailing in our day. It's everywhere and it's difficult to even see because it's coming through people you love. And actually even the people you hear speaking about these things have an element of the anointing upon them. Why? Because that anointing does not lift right away like Saul. Saul had departed from God. He was trying to kill David, pursuing David to get rid of David. He hated David. But then when he became a, across a company of prophets began to prophesy and they would ask is he one of the prophets how could he prophesy when he had such hatred and anger in his heart such evil in a sense why because sometimes that anointing does not lift right away it, it lifts slowly over years like Samson he did not lose the anointing right away it was gradual it was slowly and my friend I'm telling you 
the people who are preaching such things will lose that anointing, that presence slowly, but it's very, very slowly. And we can easily be duped in because God still moves through them because the giftings and callings of God are without repentance. But will you dare to be part of a narrow path, a remnant of the remnant, who is not willing to depart from the foundational truths and doctrines, the faith of our fathers? We need to contend for the faith of our fathers while yet moving into the new things, moving into that which God wants to do that no eye has seen and no ear has heard. Absolutely, we need to move into that. But it must be based upon the foundation of the apostles' doctrine. We mustn't ever move away from the apostles' doctrine. We cannot move away from what they laid as a foundation. The foundation cannot be dug up in, in a new foundation. Paul said, If anyone preaches any other gospel from me, let him be accursed. We need to walk in great humility. We need to walk in accountability. We need to not jostle for positions. We need to let God deal with us. We need to deal with our stuff. We need to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. This remnant will be possessed with the Holy Spirit like Reese Howells. And we'll walk in the fullness of Christ. But God is looking for those who are willing to come through the truth. We'll walk in union with God. You can't be in union and reject all the fundamental doctrines and say that we don't need the Bible anymore. Christ is the word. We cannot reject the Bible and say we don't need it. We cannot say the God of the Old Testament is not the same God as the New Testament. Does that mean our God is less than the Old Testament God? Because he's the one who created everything. So he must have created the New Testament God. How foolish. How foolish. And believe me, people are saying these things. We need to get the fundamentals into us. We need to get the word into us. Absolutely, we're open to the new, but we mustn't move away from a narrow path. There's the remnant of the remnant. And my friend, do you want to be part of it? Get into the word. Get into the fundamentals. Get into prayer. Live a crucified life. Ask God to make you holy. Get in the fire of God. Be possessed by the Holy Spirit. And refuse to be deceived in these days. Refuse to be deceived. And ask God to enable you to walk a life that walks in the manifest presence of Christ, where Christ is revealed in you. The apocalypse is really Christ being revealed in you. And he is the way. He is truth. And he is the life. There's a remnant of the remnant. Do you want to be a part of it? Then you must reject all falsehood. You must humble yourself and let God change you from glory to glory.